0: Welcome to the Habits of the Few, where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. And now, here's your host, Mo Nabolsi.
1: Welcome, everyone. Today's guest needs no introduction, but in case you haven't heard of him before, he is the author of the new book called You Versus You. Todd Cahill's dream for over a decade was to be the New York Times bestselling author. He's worked very hard to get where he is today and uh you know he's been coached by great mentors and worked with gentlemen like dr john maxwell for years and years his ambition his mindset his drive his aspiration is to help unbreak what is potentially broken within ourselves this book is for everybody entrepreneurs teachers career personnel stay-at-home moms I don't care who you are and what you do this book will help with self-discovery it'll help you understand who you are and who you're meant to be i cannot endorse this book any more than i can i read this book from cover to cover in 72 hours it has been life-changing i will be rereading it again and i'm one of the largest advocates for this book and for todd so i welcome you Thank you for staying tuned and enjoy. All righty then. Well, let's kind of just dive in here. This is pretty cool. So I, I, I read a little bit Sunday night. I haven't had the chance to, um, what, what's today? Is today Monday? Yeah, Monday. Yep. So Saturday night, Saturday night. Okay. No, Sunday okay. night. It was last night um, that I was reading a little bit um, on you versus you. And you know, like we were talking about just as a brief pretext here um, we all go through peaks and valleys in life uh, yeah. wh- whether you're incredibly successful or you know you're you're just starting out and what have you um, I think everybody goes through peaks and valleys in the last four or five days my my mind has just been in a gutter
0: mm-hmm. and yeah.
1: such negative negative like self-talk and I don't know what's going on I know why it's happening I'm still journaling this is my this is my gratitude journal that I write awesome. every night, yeah. and, night. And, then, so and then I've got like a ton of these where I just write down my thoughts and okay. notes. Yep. Uh, I plan I plan tomorrow today something that I took from Sam Ovens. Sam yep. Ovens owns consulting.com. That dude makes like 70, 80 million dollars a year and he only has like 15 employees. He's like the wow. perfect business model. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I do everything right. And yet I was still having this negative mindset. And then I was reading, yeah. I was reading your, uh, I started to read your book and, um, I think we were talking about the, the, the premise that people strive for improvement in their lives. Um, whether it's income whether there's, you know, like, like you said, financial was, whether it's through the relationships, whether it's, um, like they want to get in shape, they want to build a business, maybe they want to get better at their job. But um, but we always go through battles, like yeah. even the most elite. And so, how do you how do you navigate through that? How do you get yourself out of that slump? How how do you keep disciplining yourself so much that you that you push yourself out of that? What are the traits? What are the disciplines? Even if you have all of those tools, sometimes like with me, I have all those tools, but it, it it was still it was just drowning me. And so yeah. I. I I, I, I want that to be kind of a segue. I want you to talk about what motivated you to to write this book, yeah. um, how people how people self sabotage themselves, and and uh, a little bit of, about who you are and 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 what sure. what brought you to this place and what 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 motivated you to write this book and share this with the world and and yeah. So without further ado, so well, you- yeah,
0: perfect. perfect. Well, thanks, Mo, and I obviously appreciate you know being on your podcast and. Just really getting to know you and, and the book's on the way so you'll get it in the next couple of days in your hands. I know you like to read. I do. Uh, same, with, same with me, yeah. <laughs> the PDF thing is cool and all, but I like to hold something actually in my hand and read it. But I, I wrote the book, you know, being an author has always been a dream. Um, not so much for the notoriety or the fame or, you know, to be a bestseller, but I know what it could do for me, you know, cause I've always wanted to be a speaker. Um, I I worked for John Maxwell for two years in my early 20s so I was around Ken Blanchard and um, Michael Abershoft and, and just some big names you know that were New York Times bestselling authors and I saw kind of their lifestyle and really just really appreciated it you know really traveling and helping and even staying at the nicest resorts and putting on seminars and of course making a ton of money but the impact was there because they made a ton of money because they made such an impact in people's lives. So then, I got my start in uh, network marketing, where a lot of people kind of know what it's like. Maybe people have tried to do it, but um, I actually was pretty successful, and I've been doing it for 15 years. And uh, definitely went through some highs and lows, and coached just tens of tens of thousands of people through that, and saw a lot of people quit their dreams, and so a lot, you know, some people make it, and some people didn't. And I'm just a regular guy. I mean, I was homeless 15 years ago. Um, wow. 1.9 GPA in college um, lost a division one scholarship my third year I just scored 25 points uh, I played college basketball won the tournament in Florida and then the next day was told I didn't pass my philosophy class <laughs> so wow. um, which really lowered my GPA and, and, and I had to pay either pay the 40,000 a year or drop out but um, I read uh, I read some business books at that time so I started to become that entrepreneur but um, that's when I started working for John and everything. But, you know, uh, the doing, I, You know, it's one of those things where I've been in the industry for 15 years. You know, I've had a lot of mentors. I've had a coach now for 14 years that I've hired. So when, you, when I look on Instagram nowadays and Facebook, you never really know. But everyone now wants to be a coach, an author, a speaker. But... You know i i knew that when i wanted to be an author i could really back it up with life experience and what i've really done and i've also been a life coach now for over three years um so i have had 65 clients i've helped people even become millionaires already and and uh with the thing called tribe and
1: so you're a real life coach not like yeah. these 17 and 18 year old kids i'm like <laughs> what what life do you have that you can yeah. teach? Like, it blows my mind. Anyway, continue. I know. Continue. <laughs> I know, I know and, and they have like hundreds of
0: thousands of followers. Too, yeah, so I know. Kind of like, kind of like, how the hell did they do that when, you know, I'm, try, I'm just trying to do the real thing here. And it's it's
1: such me? a fallacy, man. It's such yeah. a fallacy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard not to compare yourself, you know, in that battle right. with yourself, just that comparison. Like, gosh, what am I doing that's so wrong or, you know, so off? But, but yeah, you know, it, 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 I'm married, and and I've been divorced before, and, and now I'm absolutely happily married and found the love of my life, and we've just been through so many different challenges on the outside, and get you know, getting divorced five years ago, having three kids, and. Having kind of an ex that's not the greatest ex in the world, and you know, put a lot of heartache on us, and just going through the relationship battle, and then the financial battle that we all go through, and the emotional battle. But the reason I'm I wrote the book is if you look at the cover, it's uh, it's a picture of the brain. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you've meditated before, or are you in are into meditation. Okay. So I love meditation, uh, and about four years ago, I got turned on it by a book by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Love him. Uh, yeah, he's just phenomenal, and he wrote the book um, "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself." So I started to meditate, and that's when I really started to gain access to my subconscious mind and and uh, and I took really that unleashing your winning mindset. So I really believe like there's you know six, seven, whatever areas of life, but if you can unleash your winning mindset. And focus 90% of your time on your brain and how to really implant new thoughts. And that's why you say you're in a funk maybe the past four or five days and we've all been there. But it starts with, yes, you're like Tony Robbins, your physiology changes your state. But it starts with the brain first and then the physical side because I'm yeah. a huge, you know, you know physical. But I just got done with the workout and everything. So I feel great, you know, even though it's later on in the evening right now. But I started really working on my mindset more than ever, instead of working on more of my body, which I'm, I'm an athlete, so I always used to work on my body, but never my mind, other than maybe reading or listening to some things here and there. But once I done, did some deep work there, no matter what life throws at you, you could really adjust. You can, you know, the curveballs are coming, so it's just a matter of that perspective. And I'm a big sports fan, and my introduction starts out with the Any Given Sunday. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. Love it. Okay, so the Al Pacino clip, where yeah. even if you go on YouTube, it's like, I still get goosebumps today. He's like, oh, yeah, we're in hell, you know, and, and he, ta- he, just, he just gets real, and he's, he talks about you know how he pissed his money away, and he's ruined all his relationships, and, but right now, this is the moment, and the only way we're to win this game is to inch by inch and play by play. So that's really the battle, in my opinion, and why I wrote the book of how to win the biggest battle that you'll ever face in your life is within. Is you've got to look at your life inch by inch, play by play, and that's why I love the great Tom Brady. He's not the naturally gifted athlete. He's not a Michael Jordan. He's not. I mean, look at. I think 199 draft. You know, and barely picked a third, third quarterback. Um, you know, barely made the Patriots, but became the greatest because. First down, after first down, after first down, after first down, after first down. And you can take a lot from football and relate it to life because, um, you know, you might get something in the mail today and it's like, holy crap, how am I gonna get through this? And then, you know, you get an email and then maybe you get a phone call and it could all happen all at once too, right? And we've all had those days, but you got through it somehow, you're still standing, you know, you're still alive. And it's also shifting that perspective. I talk about the three R's in the book too, and um, it, it, you know it's uh, interesting because I just wanted to have a different take on a, on this book. I talk about returning, redefining, and repeating. So I talk about like returning to like the real issue because I think a lot of people just need to return. Like, okay, why am I here? You know, their current yeah. reality.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think some people are so busy they they don't really stop. And be like, okay. What is my current reality? Let me check my finances. Why is my finances like this? Why is my my marriage like this? Why is my you know promises my broken promise? Why am I breaking my promises? Why why am I here? You know, let's backtrack some of my knowledge that I got. Is this knowledge really serving me as much as I thought it would be? And maybe they need to get some new knowledge, right? And apply it or apply the knowledge that they've learned. Maybe it's their persona. We live in a day where it's just like, everything's about you know how people look and how great their content is. And, and, I, and I'm guilty of it too, you know, posting maybe a selfie and grabbing the filter for five, 10, 15 minutes to make sure I look good. And then, you know, uh, <laughs> just maybe, maybe I have a nice haircut. And I just want to show people my haircut, but I'm going to post some very awesome content. You know to make myself look smart um, so I think uh, you know that's even I think outplayed and I think you know the real persona of someone in real life is not what they portray on social media and, and I think we need to get back to being authentic and the struggles and the fight you just had with your, your wife an hour ago and <laughs> um, you know arguing about money and then you're trying to be uh, some guru or financial guy on, on social media so You know, it's it's definitely tough, you know, the battles that we face, but you got to return to it, redefine the battle of what really is done to you, and then repeat, you know, the right choices that you need to make um, to become the person that you really want to become.
1: So it sounds to me like this is all correlated to some form of self-awareness. Yes where you really have to be aware consciously of these things. But despite that, I still believe that people tend to, myself included, um, self-sabotage. I remember when I first started with my mentor, he told me that I had a scarcity mindset. I was, I think, three years into my business, mm-hmm. um, making good money. And he's like, you, you, I don't care how much money you're making, you have a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. and you're sabotaging yourself because your subconscious mind is basically telling you you don't deserve this you're not the best and you know like you, you act like money's just going to disappear versus mm-hmm. using money you know using money to, to, to work for you versus letting it literally be like this weight that is, that is like a boulder just shoving you down Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. and so my question to you is is how how can you avoid self sabotage? How how can you become more aware? Would meditation or practice of meditation help with that? Yeah. What what are some of the practicalities that that maybe you can you can teach?
0: Well, I think like even financially, our financial issues that we think are financial issues really aren't. I think they're more heart issues. Um, so. I, I, I believe in two organs, right? We have, a, we have a brain as an organ and we have a heart as an organ. And I don't, I don't think we give enough credit to both because mm-hmm. your your brain really drives your heart and your heart's like a living organ. And I, I believe the heart really can think, you know, because like we fall in love, right, with our heart, but also our brain. But sometimes our brain says, I, I love this person, but maybe your heart says, oh, I shouldn't or vice versa, right? But the, the mm-hmm. two, if you can get the brain and the heart working together, um, it's pretty amazing thing. And that's really what meditation does because it really is the only thing on a science like Dr. Joe talks about to gain access to your subconscious mind. I mean, you talked about the conscious level, but the subconscious level, and this is what's scary. I mean, we have, I don't know, the average person has 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. And 90% of those thoughts are the same damn thought day mm-hmm. in and day out and day in and day out. So with that self-awareness that you're talking about, is like, you might not even be aware of the negative energy that you're portraying out you know even let's say you are married and you kind of put that pressure on your spouse and you worry especially as a man you know because men tend to worry more about finances than women it's just kind of like we want to provide we want to make sure that we kill it for our woman and but maybe we put that pressure on them because we're having a bad day or we're in a funk and we have all this pressure on us so I believe uh, with money or with uh, relationships or with anything, I think it is awareness leads to the choice to change. I think people are right in a a way when they say most people won't change or can't change because I believe most people don't know how to gain access to their subconscious mind. So how in the world can they ever change because they think they're pre-wired or hardwired, but we're not, we can rewire our brains. Just like I went from homeless to a millionaire. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I grew up. Money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, we can't afford that. We can't afford this, but I never let that be my hardwire. I never said, okay, I guess I can't afford it. I'm just going to live mediocre. Just like I grew up, you know, I never can be a millionaire. I never can, you know, uh, I'm going to have to work a nine to five, even though I can't stand a knife. Like I had to rewire my thinking. But it's a constant battle. So you can't just rewire and then you're done. You can't just meditate for a, a week and then you're good for the rest of your life. It's like just like you work out, just like you take a shower, mm-hmm. and every and just like your relationships. You give flowers to your woman that first year of dating and you stop doing it. You stop writing her love letters. You stop doing that once you get married. That relationship eventually will die, <laughs> you know? It's like, do the same thing you did, like Tony Robbins always talks about, you know, and you'll never have the relationship end if you do the same thing that got you the relationship in the first place. So yes, awareness always leads to the choice to change, but you don't want to wait until someone walks out on you or you don't want to wait when you're broke and then realize, oh my God, that might be the day of disgust, which is great, but hopefully, you know, you don't have to go through some crazy drama in order for you to wake up
1: yeah you can learn from somebody else's mistake right
0: oh absolutely
1: reading or listening to a podcast or a youtube video or what what have you um absolutely so i really want to dive into the tools because i feel like you're the best person for this Mm -hmm. um you've gotten yourself out of poverty yep you've 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 reprogrammed your mind. Oh, yeah. You've achieved success that you were trained and programmed to think was unachievable. And now you are writing and sharing that with the world and giving them practical steps on how they can apply this to their daily life. So, so number one, what would be the first thing that I would have to do to start basically creating the new version of myself would it be meditation first would it be obviously i'm going to read your book but after i read your book what would be what would be the step would it be meditation would it be go find a mentor would it be um figure out what you're going to do would it be self-awareness would it be what what would you think are like the like the i don't know i don't know how many steps it would be but what would be like the steps that you can like you give somebody right now practically like you can go out and you can start this and it's going to change your life
0: you know, i just give you an example. You know, when I, um, I used to live in Vegas and I was living at the MGM Grand and, you know, after I got divorced and went to Vegas and just had a great time for a year. Then I met my wife on Facebook and she lived in Illinois in a townhouse, okay? So, I, I, I after dating her and stuff, after a year later, I, I lived with her in a townhouse. Mm-hmm. And this, this wasn't anything spectacular at all. So, you're in the townhouse and you actually get kind of used to that environment after a while. So, maybe you live in a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom after I was living in Vegas at the MGM. And then when we bought our house that we're living in now, it's a 6,000 square foot home. So as soon as we walked in, it's like, oh my gosh, on so the golf course, it's high ceilings. I'm six foot six. So I love high ceilings and everything. You're and six then, foot six? Yes. yes. Oh my
1: God, you're tall.
0: Yeah. Six foot six, college basketball player and all that stuff. And yeah. so I, I, I wanted huge ceilings, right? So right I walk in the house, you're like, wow, this thing is amazing. And then you have to go back to the townhouse.
1: And you're just uh, like what yeah what was i thinking paradigm shift
0: what was i thinking? why are we living here like we could be living that kind of life but you get comfortable
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: biggest enemy is apathy and apathy is a natural human instinct common to us all which we constantly seek our comfort zone which nothing ever changes so the reason that somebody doesn't change is because they're so comfortable but if you can create that self awareness, and usually it comes from a dramatic point, you know, it's like that Fight Club movie, you know, where Brad Pitt says, you know, he puts the gun to the guy's head and says, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? And he's like, I think it was like a veterinarian or a doctor or something. He's like, if you're not if you're not on your way to school in three days, I'm going to come and kill you or something. It's like, okay, well I'll do whatever because it's a near death experience, right?
1: Would you, like, you? Sorry to interrupt, but would you compare that because I I'm, this is I'm asking for me. Would you compare that to like? A vision board that is on such a more dramatic level, like test driving, like a Bentley. Maybe you drive a Ford POS, and you go to the dealership yeah. and you sit in a like a Bentley or a or a or whatever. Some fan Lamborghini, some fancy cars. Did that kind of dramatic effect? Do you feel that that's more impactful and more powerful than having like a vision board, where the things that you aspire to to achieve one day from a material standpoint? Because I think materialism coincides with 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 success in the sense that yeah like you don't want to be just materialistic but if you can afford all of this stuff and all of this other stuff is working then you have a beautiful blend right so so would you is that something that you would suggest people to do should I go into a ten million dollar home and actually experience it
0: uh, yes and no um, I've never done a vision board um, I don't really I don't know. I don't believe I I, I believe in them for some people. I, what I think is better. I think if you, if you do two of these things is better. And I talk about this in my book in 2007. I was invited to a, a leadership summer summit in Texas, and I met a guy named Paul J. Meyer and Paul J. Meyer was the mentor of John Maxwell. He's the grandfather of personal development. Um, him and Earl Nightingale were best friends. And Earl was the first recorded CD in 19 or disc in 1956. The Strangest Secret so what i started to do is i started creating the five-year vision statement so i started creating a mission statement for my life and then a day in the life of me five years from now what do i want to be what do i want to do and what do i want to have and yes part of that included a car or or a dream house or a dream zip code yes part of it but I think we're human beings. We're not all about materialistic things I've had. I've had the sports cars, I've had the mansions. They're okay, but what's that, What's great is achievement. Achievement is real, like, you know, I was watching the SAG Awards yesterday. Being an actor, winning the Academy Award, winning a SAG Award, winning a Golden Globe. For me, it's my book. Being a New York Times bestseller, that is an achievement. That is my dream. I'd rather have that than any Lambos or Bentleys in the world because that's something nobody can take away from me. Having a great marriage is is my dream. It's an achievement. Being a great parent, that's an achievement. I believe by being an achiever, instead of just success, see, success without fulfillment is utter failure. Success without significance is utter failure going from successful to significant but you gotta start being successful first so creating that five-year vision statement but here's the cool thing writing it on paper and acting as if today is the day so it's like a 2024 you're writing today you woke up in your and you start describing it so it's not even a dream board and again that's cool and all you cut things out of a
1: I, I never got into them that's why i'm yeah. asking
0: yeah. Did I. I thought it was kind of corny, but I get it. But you, okay. So if you are in dream boards, watch this first, create the five year vision statement of the day in the life of you. And then any visuals that you can grab from that, then create the vision board because Got you want to you read your statement on your wall every day. And I I, I wrote one four years ago. And one of the things, Mo, I put, I am speaking on stage with Dr. John Maxwell. I did that two and a half years ago. I put, I am a published author. I did that by Greenleaf Publishing. First time author, only 1% people get signed. I did not self-promote this. This is a public Greenleaf Publishing in Austin, Texas. Number three, being a best-selling author. I know I will be because of that work that I'm putting into it, but this is four years ago when I didn't even write a book, I didn't have a title, and here I am four years later about to launch my book in February all over Amazon, all over Barnes & Noble. Another one was be in Barnes & Noble. I'm already in Barnes & Noble. Hudson News picked up my book last month in all of the airports across the country. My dream was to walk in any airport and see my book right there. It's already happening. So you have to write it, and have, being married to a beautiful woman, living on a golf course, it's already happened. But subconsciously, I didn't put a picture of it. I just wrote it and believed in it. And guess what? The house that we walked into, I just knew. I didn't have to go look at it. I just knew this is the house. When I met my wife, I just knew because subconsciously I was already working. It's like buying a Lexus. You I implanted it already. Yeah, so if you buy a Lexus, you never notice a Lexus. until you buy a Lexus, then you notice all the
1: Lexuses. Right, right. On the road. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. right, right. When you buy, yeah, whatever car you buy, you start seeing it more and more and more and more. So I want to ask, how detailed do you think this needs to be? Is it just bullet points or are you just writing out? Great question. Like I live in a 6,000 square foot mansion with my beautiful wife and I drive a Rolls Royce phantom i have beautiful <laughs> like you know what i'm saying yeah. like what a uh, little, would... little
0: bit more than that, that... now um, yeah, i'm taking
1: notes that...
0: yeah nice man i appreciate that not everyone's a great writer so i would tell someone don't worry about that because no one's going to see this you don't have to post this or anything this is just for right you. Right. but um, but I will say yeah it's a little bit deeper than that I would say um, describe the day it's not just saying bullet points it's not just saying I am this I am that um, it has to be in present tense but it's describing your day it's almost like uh, I woke up this morning to the smell of bacon that my beautiful wife downstairs was making me in our brand new 6,000 square foot home in Maui on the oceans of Hawaii and I, and I can smell and you're just like describing your senses and how it feels and maybe what you've accomplished these past five years and how grateful you are for specific things in your life that transpired and five years ago, you were so nervous and scared but you wrote this vision statement and slowly but surely this and this and this all came true and now you're just living a dream day. You did it, you accomplished this and then you're just gonna love it because you're just, you know, you you print it out when you're done and, and you look at it and you, anytime that you feel like quitting, When the going gets tough, and it will as an entrepreneur, I mean, you want to quit 10,000 times almost in one day, especially in the beginning, because all the naysayers and your family and all the people are going to come out of the woodwork and say, you're crazy, you're never going to be able to afford that, but you've got to rely on that vision statement and also your character and your integrity of what your mission statement is, because without character, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. So character is not just, hey, don't steal, don't kill, don't, you know, I'm not talking, of course, that's that's duh. But your character is your stick to itiveness on doing things that you said you're going to do, not just for others but for yourself. And I think you versus your promises. I don't think we keep the promises to ourselves. We might keep promises to others because we don't want to let anyone down. But very few people keep their promise to themselves. I want to get in shape. Yeah, right. How's that going? I want to be rich. Well, how's that going? I want. I want. You know. I want to have a great relationship. Well, How's that going? You know. and and, and a lot of people just. They, they they break their own promise to themselves.
1: That's awesome. I really appreciate that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I um because so I need to write it like I would. Jo- I I wake up every day and I write things that I'm grateful for, and I also write um because the night before I I plan the day uh, the things that I need to get done, but yeah. uh, but the next day I'll also write i'll I'll, re, I'll recap that and I'll also write like what what I want to have happen today, yeah, right um and uh, outside of the gratitude and so I need to just write this as if I'm just journaling like I just woke up and I'm journaling, but this is five years into the future. And yeah what achievements I have already attained, right? Is that what you're saying? yeah, what, yeah what, it goes it a little right? bit
0: it goes it goes a little deeper. Have you ever been snow skiing at all? no. Okay, so when you when you're going on the bunny hill, like when you're first learning, there's a T bar, and you have to kind of bend your legs a little bit and kind of wait for this thing to kind of hit your butt a little bit. You have to like kind of ride it up. So it's not the adult one; it's like the little kitty one. Mm. The cool thing is though, if you just stay like this, it'll just carry you up the mountain. So think about this. Okay, let's reverse it. The mountain is your five-year vision statement. Okay. That's step number one. Step number two is your three yearly goals. A lot of times people say, what's my goal for today? What's my goal for this month? Scratch that. You should not say today's a goal. Those are initiatives. You need to be pulled by vision. So five years from now, a day in the life of you, this is your life you're creating. So what are the three annual goals that you must complete in order to get closer to that vision? And then step three is your monthly initiatives. And step four is your daily action steps. That is the achievement system that I live and die by. So I don't just plan my day before the the day starts and that's it. The reason I plan my day before the day starts is because I'm driven by my daily, which runs my monthly initiatives, which run my three, only three. I can't have more than three. You should not have more than three annual goals. One of them is going to be financial, I'm sure, for a lot of people. One of them could be relationships. One of them could be a business goal. One of them could be a spiritual goal. But you're driving your monthly initiatives into those three goals, which are every year for five years, you're getting closer and closer and closer to the top of the mountain, living your dream life, being pulled by that vision every single day, every single month, and every single year. That's the four step achievement system
1: because that's what I was gonna ask I was gonna ask you how how much do you refer to your five-year uh, mission statement
0: <clears throat> uh, every day once a week um, it's what drives me it's what what makes the wake, wakes me up in the morning so
1: you read what, your mission statement once a day
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh, once a day once a week um, and uh, even on a subconscious level usually it comes true I mean Yale did a study about this in the 60s, where, you know, the graduating class back, I think, like 1963, uh, 97%, you know, wrote, uh, did write their goals, only 3% did. And out of the 3% that wrote their goals, almost 99% of them or something like that hit their goals, just because they wrote them down, Mm -hmm. and the other people that didn't write their goals down didn't even accomplish anything. So just by writing, simple writing, just bullet points is such a great start. <clears throat> and, and stuff just starts coming true because your subconscious mind is so powerful. You, it just starts believing it. And then all these doors start opening up.
1: So I'm trying to pull up the, I read, a. I read an article about the neuroscience as to why writing your goals down actually works or yep. writing things down in general. Um, I can't find it right now, but we'll refer to it. There, there is, was there some like biological scientific reason that when, and like you can type. Yeah. I've also got apps where I write down, but it doesn't work the same when something about yes. scrolling and reading and taking, I don't know what it is. I have the article. I'll refer to it later, but yeah
0: you're flexing your neurological muscles so your mu- your muscles in your brain are just like your bicep in your arm and you have muscles in your brain that you're actually flexing and working out when you're actually putting you know writing it, there is li- it's like doing push-ups for your brain it really is so when you're on a computer it's just not the same because you can really get your thoughts out on a regular legal pad like i have in my hand you know i, I do all my writing on a legal pad and a Kind of a big old planner you know black leather bound planner and yeah there's many apps out there and stuff like that but can you really write goals like this you know holding an iphone you just
1: can't it doesn't
0: can't. work it just doesn't. It doesn't yeah and a lot of people rely on that but you know they probably don't set their goals because it just it's it for me it doesn't work
1: it wasn't until i started buying a bunch of these and like yep oh like you can go to the dollar store and yeah. buy literally a shit ton of this part of my french Yes. I'll buy like 10 or 20 of them and just store them. College that's rule. It. Well, it doesn't matter. This is all you need. And, uh, yeah. and it wasn't until I started doing that that things started actually happening. But this is phenomenal information. Like everybody that's listening right now. I, 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 I strongly, strongly challenge you to, to write down your five-year mission statement and then your three annual goals and then your monthly initiatives and then your daily action steps. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, and then your five-year vision statement. So you have your five-year vision statement, a day in the life of you, but then also you have your mission statement, which is just a sentence or two okay who you are it's really okay. your message to the world so like um so for my brand it also helps with branding this is what i do for clients i help them do three three things it's three m's help them find their message help them share their message and help them monetize their message so we all have a message. We all have some incredible things that have happened to us, how we dealt with failures, how we deal with fear, how we deal with the world, how we deal with deal with the battles of our life, right? You versus you. So what is what why are you here? What's your purpose in life, right? And a lot of people are like, well, I don't know. That's such a profound question. It's not that hard. It's like, what do you love? What are you passionate about? What do you think about all the time? There's a reason, Mo, that you're doing this podcast. This late in the evening when you have a family, it's because you're driven by success and you're also driven by significance. You're driven by adding value to people's lives and creating a culture that change in the world. You're a game changer. You're a world changer because that's what you're called to do. Because you love what you do. I love what I do, but I also know what I don't love to do. And sometimes we have to do what we don't like to do and just to pay the bills enough so that we can finally do what we love to do to make a a lasting impact on this world, a significant impact. So that mission statement is basically like a sentence or two of who the heck you are and what you're here to do. And then that's that's what's going to create your five-year mission statement. And of course, impact, you know, I I always say return on investment obviously is great, but what about your return on mission? I love that. I don't think a lot of people have a ROM mindset. What what is your ROI. return?
1: What is your return on your mission? On
0: your mission. Yep. I think you're going to have a bigger ROI if you have a bigger ROM.
1: You should trademark that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. So that's I appreciate you saying that. I um about I think this was when did I start my podcast? I started it in, I think I initially like set everything up in May of last year. I didn't really start doing anything until like October, November. Mm-hmm. And it was during like May, June, July, I was really considering selling my business. I mm-hmm. just wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um there was a big piece of me that was like craving something. I I had to keep moving forward. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And I went to a, uh, uh, what is it called? A 4DS event that Gary V holds. It's a Mm. $10,000 ticket where you sit down with him and his team and you basically go over everything. And he mentioned um, anchor, the application anchor.fm. As a podcast, you yep. can download it. It'll do everything for you. It'll push it out to all of the platforms for free. The whole thing is free. I still can't believe it's free. Like it's remarkable. Yep. And yep. you just re- you record on your phone. Like what mm-hmm. I When I started doing that, I use it as a means to just get out things that I've been wanting to share with the world. Mm-hmm. Things that I've learned, mistakes that I've made. Sometimes I just rant. Sometimes I'll talk about my rituals. Mm-hmm. And then I just started reaching out to people on Instagram and LinkedIn saying, hey, I, I think you're awesome. I'd love to meet with you and talk with you and have you on the podcast to dissect what it is that makes you so great. Why are you excelling? Why are you such an elite person overall? Because mm-hmm. I don't just look for financially like I I want to find people that like have an incredible marriage you know they're amazing parents they have a wonderful business they have that life balance and as that started to go I was like I'm in love with this like I'm in love with being able to reach people I've never I mean prior to you reaching out to me I never knew who you were yeah you know you didn't know who I was and here we are having a conversation like we've been friends for two years
0: yeah, now my mutual friend, um, I just saw follow, you were following, or he was following you, and I'm just like, oh, check out this guy, I, I think it was your beard, <laughs> I was my like, beard? Oh, was cool. your profile effect was cool. I like, appreciate oh, this, yeah, this guy My cool. My designer
1: made that for me, I love the cartoons.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually caught my eye. And I just, you know, emailed you and just said, Hey, you know, here's my book. And uh, I'd love to just send you a copy. And, uh, you know, you you look great. And, you know, obviously you're adding a lot of value. And I looked at your Instagram. And I think that's uh, a lot of people are just so scared of taking that initiative because that's how I got my life coach 14 years ago. That's how I I just got a lot of things done in my life just by me taking the initiative first of reaching out, Mm -hmm. even though it's a little scary. And of course, dating, we all do it, right? Especially as a Mm -hmm. man, you reach out to the girl. But, that's how you make, that's how epic, epic shit happens in your life. <laughs> that's Dude, gonna,
1: I, I couldn't believe that some of these people were so responsive yeah. like, and willing to do it. I'm like, wh- it cannot be this easy. I, yeah. I thought I was going to get like their management team, their assistant, and I've gotten some yep. other assistants, but, yeah, me too. but you know, they refer me out and I communicate with them and yeah, it is just phenomenal. And I've I've fallen in love with this. I have fall in love with the idea of discovering the habits that make people, you know, elite in all aspects of life. And yep. dissecting that and and this is what I told you what we talked. I said at some point, maybe in the next five years, this will be a book. Yeah. Maybe the book will be the habits of the few. Maybe you know, you never know. Yeah. And uh um, and, and and I just I think that's really my what I love—that might be my my mission statement—is—is—is—is is, is, is sharing this with the world, and uh, it. This has been so eye-opening right now. This, yeah. Like, I am so grateful to you for that. This has been, this has been very, very eye-opening. Um,
0: let me open. Uh, let me uh, do. Well, let me open up your eye on one last thing, um, and then my phone I think is going to die soon. But uh, I, I have no no way of charging it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add one last thing to this that'll really just kind of put the the, the what do you the, the you know the the topping on the cake if you will uh, the frosting on the cake. I have changed my meditation to a thought, and this thought is a thought that sounds very morbid. But uh, the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, uh, chapter 17 talks about death, and what I do every day is I meditate on death. I meditate on my death, and I meditate that 12 months from now I'm going to die, and I have 12 months to live, and this is how I base every decision on because I have a lot of fear, I have a lot of anxiety, I have a lot of uh, anger uh, inside. I'm Irish. I mean, I, I've, you know, I, I just I have to. I've had a hard time in my life dealing with anger um, issues and stuff, and, and um, even doubting myself. So. Anytime I have a tough decision, especially going after my five-year vision, great marriage, you know, you versus you battle, I'm diagnosed with a disease that I know I'm going to die in 12 months. Am I really going to stay at this job? Am I really going to treat my wife like this? Am I really going to treat my kids like this? Am I really going to say yes to him? Am I really going to say no to her or him, whatever it is? So I really have taken that book on Tethered Soul, chapter 17, I believe, and that's this whole study or whole chapter on death. And I've and it's good. It's not a negative thing. But I literally focus on the next 12 months is all I have instead of worrying about these little things that we always worry about, and even down to your your time wasted. Am I really going to watch this Netflix show? Is it You know, the only time I watch TV is when I'm on my cardio machine, you know, or just late night maybe for an hour before I go to bed after a great hard day of work. Yeah. Yeah, so this is like you know. So I think a lot of people, man, coaching people in the real world for fifteen years, they waste their life. They don't understand. They don't get another one of these things. And how many people are going to come to your funeral? How many people are going to sit there and and cry at your funeral? Because if you have just your friends and family, you really didn't make a significant impact.
1: So you I've really didn't. I've heard of that the the funeral strategy. Or yeah. the tactic, but I've never had a clear-cut way of really understanding it. So you, you basically, you tell yourself that in 12 months you're going to die.
0: Yeah.
1: And and that statement, believing in, that in 12 months you're going to die, you
0: not believing it. I don't want to believe I'm going to die. Um, I, I, because I'm there's some
1: there's some subconscious stuff that can actually lead you to that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, it is and it isn't. It's just more like if I was, or what if I was diagnosed to that, and diagnosed, or something did happen. Okay. Am, so I, wh- am I am I really not going to do this today? Am I really going to do that? And it just it shifts my perspective. So it redefines the battle. So, like, for instance, um, I rejoice in the battle. Let's say you know you're broke, uh, I'm broke, or whoever's listening is broke right now. You should literally have a party. Today, you should literally like uh, be excited that you're broke. Because today is literally like the, the last day you're ever gonna be broke again. Because if you were gonna die in 12 months, do you think you're just gonna stay broke? No, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to build such a legacy and I need to do so much more bigger things than I'm doing right now. But you know what? I'm gonna redefine me being broke. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm just gonna take this as an example so I can be an example to others so I can get myself out of this situation you know you might be going through a divorce, whatever it is oh, that's a redefining
1: yeah. yeah. that's pro- profound because because is that why some of these people that have these um life-threatening situations like they almost died in a plane crash or a car accident or they 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 beat cancer or something like yeah. that so some of those people like live incredible lives yeah they, they reach an un, like. Kanye West, I know he's not the best person whatever, but the dude almost died in a car accident and yep. and that ignited like he was he was doing production, but he was yep. on, he was thinking small. After yep. that he recorded, he he spent his own money. Nobody took him seriously as a producer. He spent his own money to produce this music video through the wire while yep. his mouth was wired shut. wrapped and while he, his mouth he was he wired, wired while shut.
0: It was shut.
1: And and that literally like Damien Dash, Jay-Z, they all were like, damn. Yep. And that's what ignited and fueled and propelled his career. So I'm just having so many ideas because right now I know for a fact I'm thinking too small. I'm yep. not going after the things that I should be going after. And I'm worrying about the things that sh- I should not be worrying about. Yeah. That's we incredibly do that. profound.
0: That's why, again, there's a brain on my book, you know, because in order for you to win the U versus U battle, you have to start with your mind. And you have to understand, you know, your current reality and why you even led up to this place. And I think people look at their battles like so bad. Like, you know, and the worst thing is like, woe is me. Why am I going through this? I don't deserve this. I, I'm quiet. No, first of all, this might be your greatest lesson ever. This moment of you, and know, I know Gary Bannerchuk just talked about losing three million dollars on Netflix, mm-hmm. and, and he was like, the, what he learned from that was worth way more than three million dollars you know because he didn't call his guy back he was on vacation and he, you mm-hmm. know he, whatever the phone you know he just forgot so a bad situation could literally be the greatest situation me being fired me from my job having my car repossessed my phone shut off all in the same day led me to barnes and noble that day and made me start writing my goal that i want to be an author and speaker so i can make a bigger impact and really become a millionaire so I can give back more than I've ever can give back and, and go from broke to that Just so I can be an example, Because I'm just an everyday guy I, I didn't come from money or I didn't come from success So I just want to be an example that hey if I can make it why can't you make it?
1: Can I ask you how long it took you? To go from that state of mind and that 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 broke standpoint to To achieving success. How long was that?
0: Uh, I was eight years
1: so within those 8 years, how long did it take you to go from not being able to pay your bills being broke, homeless to having your own place and, mm-hmm. and starting the transition. If you don't mind me asking. I just Yeah, think- so
0: Yeah, so September September 6, 2004 is when it happened. December the next year I was making 5,000 a month. This is 2005. And I was only 23, 24 and then a year later I was making um, a couple hundred thousand a year. Wow. So three years. And then I was on stage in front of 20,000 people sharing my story. And I, I used to be so shy. Um, threw up nine times before my first uh, public speech. Um, was very bad at public speaking. And now it is my absolute number one obsession. I love speaking in front of big crowds. I've spoken in front of 50,000 people, 40,000 people. Uh, the biggest stadiums in the country. And wow. it's just some, something that was I was so horrified of is literally all I want to do with my life on a professional level.
1: This has been awe-inspiring, man. Thank you. One of my absolute favorites. If not, I don't want to... I hate saying <laughs>
0: this, but... Of course, of course, yeah. You have a lot of great people on. It's, been, no, really it's,
1: it's been at least the most profound for me personally.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: That's for sure. Um, awesome. So we're going to be promoting this Awesome. We get, I think we're getting like 2,000 two thousand or twenty two hundred downloads a day now. So I want people to buy your book. Where can they awesome. buy your book?
0: Uh, number one, they can just get it on Amazon under okay. U versus U book um, by Todd Cahill, and then they can also go to uversubook dot com. U versus U V S. Uversubook dot and um, and just sign up for my, you know my emails, um, and then click there and buy it. Um, and then, I, of course, I also offer coaching stuff like that, et cetera, If they're interested, but my main thing is just getting the book in people's hands so they have kind of a roadmap so they can start reading. And the book is a hardback cover and it's 1995. And it's going to be also be at Barnes and Noble and Target and Walmart and stuff like that.
1: Do you think you'll ever be you'll ever do an audio version, an audiobook?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're going to do the audio version because uh, most people do rather prefer the audio. Uh, I like both. Issues.
1: I do both. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're using different a left side of your brain and the right side of your brain when you do both. It's two different sensations.
1: I like reading it and then I listen to it. And it's, more, it's more interactive. I, I pick things up that I missed. And I think Absolutely. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, are, yeah. You gonna like, uh, are you going to do like, are you going to do any ad libs? Like as you're reading it, are you going to be like, because some authors will, will kind of uh, go off the, the, the script and, and, and give their two cents about something? Do you, do you feel like you were, you're going to do that? You're one of those people or are you just going to read it word for word?
0: I don't know. That's a good question. I'll, I'll probably have to check with my publisher on that and get some ideas. But uh, um, maybe in the back of the book, we do have some uh, take action on the back of each oh, okay. of the chapters. So I'd probably ad-lib that and just kind of explain that more of an, a teaching yeah. point of how. Because, again, I don't like just to read books and feel good and then go back to my life. I like to read books, take action, you know, mess it all up, write all over it, and then, you know, really, you know, see the results from the action after the book. So that's what this is all about. And I you know, honestly, it's not just your, and I know I'm an author, the author of it. So of course, every author thinks their book is the best, but I can't stand most personal development books, self-help books, <laughs> because it's just the same thing regurgitated over and over and over mm-hmm. again. This is interesting because it is the battle we're all going to face. So usually an author has a demographic, you know, whether it's business people or sales people or real estate you versus you is for women. You versus you is for men. You versus you is for a 14 year old kid who doesn't know if he should do drugs to make his friends happy or, or not do drugs um, uh, or go the separate path or go the right path. I mean, you versus you is a universal thing we all struggle with. So I really wanted this book to last or even outlast me. I didn't want it to just be on shelves for a week or two. And it's just one another one of those self-help things.
1: Yeah, I wish I knew all this stuff when I was like 12. Yeah. Seriously, I, me too. I would have been a millionaire by 20.
0: <laughs> no
1: question. Like, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Uh, awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I, uh, I like to end it with a couple questions. The first question is, who would you, who would you place to be the most inspirational figure in your life?
0: Um, well, uh, Jesus Christ, of course. Um, and uh, second uh, would be Michael Jordan.
1: Awesome. Yeah. what is your favorite quote that that you kind of live by maybe it's your mantra maybe it's something that's always stuck by you if you've got um one.
0: yeah uh, everything rises and falls on leadership and who said that john maxwell
1: oh very nice yeah very nice and lastly where can people find you are you on all of the platforms what is your handle
0: yeah, my handle on Instagram is Todd M. Cahill, C-A-H-I-L-L on Instagram and uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, Todd Cahill um, and on Twitter, uh, Todd M. Cahill 23.
1: Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Todd. I appreciate it. We'll get this edited now, hopefully within the next day or two and post it all over the place. It'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Um, I'll, send, I'll send
1: you links to it.
0: Thank you so much. And yeah. thanks so much for having me. And, and I'm looking forward to building a great friendship with you.
1: Absolutely, man. Have a wonderful <laughs> night.
0: All right. You too, Mo. Take
1: it I'll easy, brother. You. Bye-bye. You
0: Bye-bye.